everyone, and welcome to Cherry Beckert's Digital Journeys podcast. My name is Jim Holman, and I'm pleased to host today's episode in a brief series about continuous improvement. In this session, we will talk about continuous improvement broadly and important things to consider when implementing a practice of continuous improvement. In our second session, we will talk about a straightforward approach to baseline your organization's improvement maturity and help clarify attributes to advance your practice. In our third session, we'll talk more tactically about advancing your improvement practice and how to create focus on the best initiatives for business impact. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Steve Holliday. We're both part of Cherry Beckert's digital advisory practice in which we guide our clients forward in their digital transformation journeys. Steve, thanks for joining me. Hey, Jim, it's a privilege to be here. What we'd like to discuss today and share with our audience is guidance to help them start or advance their initiatives to drive improvement anywhere in the business. But before we get started with that, Steve, help me set the stage. When we talk about continuous improvement, what does that mean? Certainly, Jim. I mean, if we were to look up continuous improvement, the definition of it, it would say something like this. It's an ongoing process of identifying, analyzing, and making incremental improvements to systems, processes, products, or service. Its purpose is to drive efficiency, improve quality, and value delivery while minimizing waste, variation, and defects. That's the book definition. It's a general definition, but you know we'll we'll get into a little bit more detail about how this gets operationalized in the business. Gotcha. So, Steve, you've been helping companies with continuous improvement for almost thirty years. One could say you've been continuously improving. What are some key lessons that you've learned that are essential to success? Yeah, I feel like I've lived and breathed continuous improvement. Um, certainly, um, you know these views that I'm about to share they've evolved with experience. Uh, both personally and, and broadly in the improvement community. But, you know, here they are. We'll, we're going to unpack these a little bit further as we go. Uh, but, you know, the first one would be, you know, continuous improvement needs to be organized and intentional. The second one would be continuous improvement needs to be aligned, you know, with the organization's key objectives, uh, supported by management, and also driven by frontline teams. The third is the best results occur when improvement efforts are balanced with capacity to deliver, when efforts are focused on business impact and time to value, and when experienced coaches are available to support management frontline teams. Finally, uh, we look at long-term results and, and that uh, the best long-term results are when all of the above gets embedded into the organizational culture, the objectives, and standard work. So let's begin with the first point. You, so you mentioned that continuous improvement needs to be organized and intentional. So give the listening audience an example of what this looks like in a practical business setting. Certainly. An example could be a manufacturing uh, firm where they've organized the Kaizen event, which is a form of continuous improvement uh, to identify inefficiencies in their assembly line. Um, these events are intentional, they're planned, and involve relevant stakeholders, ensuring you know, that, that their improvements are systematic and purposeful. Moreover, we want to be sure that these events are aligned with key strategic priorities, and there is an overarching improvement structure that helps sustain efforts over, in to- over time. So it's not an isolated event, it's something that's part of uh, a programmatic approach. Right. So... It's often observed that management 
might have short-term focused objectives. Certainly uh, in the current economy, uh, there's revenue and profit uh, crunch that are driving attention. So that may not seem aligned with continuous improvement, which I think uh, uh, has, may have a reputation of being slower. So how should companies handle potential misalignment between a short-term and a long-term objective? Well, my experience, I've actually seen in companies where they try to accelerate uh, continuous improvement projects to hit critical, uh, you know, call it quarter-end dates or month-end dates because those benefits are going to flow to the bottom line. But in reality, you know, we've got, um, you know, both uh, a long-term and short-term perspective with continuous improvement. It, it isn't, in fact, um, incompatible. The uh, short-term goals are steps towards uh, longer-term, larger improvements. Uh, the key, though, is that's important um, is that you have effective communication between management and your frontline teams that help ensure that everyone understands, you know, the projects that are in, in the pipeline um, and the impact that these are expected to have for the business and that, um, you know, those smaller, quicker wins do contribute to the broader improvement vision. Yeah, it's always helpful to get some momentum uh, and to get some buy-in uh, with those wins that uh, are able to get everybody on the same page quick. So you mentioned that back to the significant long-term results, which are there inherent in continuous improvement. It's most effective and the best long-term results occur when continuous improvement is embedded into the organization's culture. It's not just a project. Could you elaborate on how a company can achieve that cultural shift? Absolutely. Uh, that, um, you know, embedding continuous improvement into an organization culture begins with leadership. Leadership plays a super critical role. First of all, leaders need to promote a mindset of constant learning and improvement. If people aren't challenged to learn and uh, make personal improvements, then uh, it's kind of hard to sustain this kind of culture. Um, also, creating an environment where um, there's regular training, where you're rewarding employee suggestions, and also celebrating improvement successes. And we're back to leaders again. You know, leaders really need to walk the talk on improvement. Nothing kills improvement initiatives faster than a leader that does not behave in a way that's consistent with the talk around improvement. Um, I say inspect what they expect, right? Uh, that's that's a, a, an important aspect. Um, if they expect certain behaviors, they go out and inspect that, and then they they themselves are behaving in that way as well. Over time, all of this aligns the organization on improvement and fosters a culture where every employee feels part of the improvement journey. Outstanding. Steve, thanks so much for the insightful discussion day as always. I know much of what we covered is just a brief synopsis of continuous improvement, and we've got a lot more to cover. So for anyone listening who wants to explore their business's improvement processes, we are here to be your guide forward and can offer an assessment uh, to help you along the way. So uh, stay tuned for parts two and three in the series. Please reach out to any one of us in the contact information listed wherever you're listening from to this podcast or go to cbh.com digital. Thank you, as always, for tuning into Cherry Beckard's Digital Journeys podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and follow along so you don't miss the next episode in this series on how to optimize operations for your organization.